0: 8090 is the project of brothers Abner and Harper James. Their 2016 debut single, 330, hit number two on Spotify's global viral charts. Since then, their music has garnered over 22 million streams and was even handpicked by Taylor Swift for her official Spotify playlist, Songs Taylor Loves. In early April, they released their latest single, Know Me. I was able to catch up with Abner over Zoom to talk about his new single and what's next for 8090. Hey, hey
1: what's up, man?
0: thank you for taking the time to, to of talk today.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> you live in Brooklyn, right? Or like not now. Um, but,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, no, uh, I'm in the East Village, Harper's in Brooklyn, and we got have a studio space in Brooklyn. So nice. That's most, yes. of our, we
0: spend most of our time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I live in Bushwick. Oh, cool. Uh, So yeah. I thought I'd start by asking uh, about some of your backgrounds and your influences. Yeah. Um, who yeah. are some of the artists that you listened to growing up?
2: So. I think um, growing up, Harper and I are brothers, mm-hmm. um, and so growing up in the beginning, it was, you know, we were listening to like the records that our parents put on. Um, so my mom, you know, was a- obsessed with the Beatles growing up, obviously, like everybody else, yep. and <laughs> my dad was like, love the Rolling Stones, and so the first memory I have is like making my mom replay Yellow Submarine like a hundred times, my brother being like, ah he's a couple of years older um, and uh i think that we spent a lot of time like just with those with with that music on in the house like before we even really were kind of conscious of like that you could choose what music to play our parents just kind of had music on people's rolling stones a lot of tom petty um a lot of bob dylan you know a lot of um the kind of, <clears throat> my dad, was, like, loves the blues. He he grew up in New Orleans and is like, a self-taught blues harmonica player
0: because his parents
2: didn't want him to grow up to be a musician, so he, like, snuck it in the car, you know, and played along to the radio. It's, so, like, a lot of, kind of, blues stuff, um, and then we, I think, like, as, as we kind of got older, Harper was a, a couple years older than me, and so, you know, in, like, middle school and high school, that's, like, a, a big deal. So he was kind of always on the on the cutting edge as far as I was concerned and and what was going on. And he, um, I remember one of the, the first bands that he really, um, really kind of, I wrote that. I remember him really getting into was this band sparkle horse,
0: which
2: is this, this um, kind of indie, but in retrospect, one of the first kind of real like home studio indie Heroes, you know, <clears throat> yep, like an yep. archetype for that kind of got really interesting. And going back and listening to it now, it feels almost more relevant now than it did, th- like than it even did back then. This guy was way way ahead of the time. So I think, like in retrospect, it kind of makes sense. Harper, you know, we we kind of both do a little bit of everything in eighty ninety, but he's definitely more on the kind of producing, mixing side, and I'm a little bit more on the writing side and I'm singing. So I think for me growing up, I really loved um i want to say like songy songs that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. you know and so like my one of my first like real heroes were um like oasis like noel gallagher
0: totally and
2: then um i really loved you know i really loved coldplay like rush blood to the head and stuff and all that came out and i think like for me it was stuff that's really melodic and narrative based so the kind of more explicit storytelling was something that I really gravitated towards. And I think as a result, I also really loved, like, some almost some country, some Americana stuff. I think I went to, I actually went to film school for college because I thought that that's where I was headed. Mm-hmm. And I think in retrospect, it was really more just about, again, like, the idea of storytelling. And I think that has, I'm trying to give more an answer more than just, like, what was on my iPod. You know, that's all um, right. But but also but also the stuff that was on my iPod. So like when I was young, yeah, it was like Oasis and Coldplay. A lot of the kind of British stuff. I think it's because of the the melt like the really the, the emphasis and melody and all that stuff. um Definitely an Oasis, not a Blur guy. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> well, I love Oasis. No no shade no shade. Yeah, yeah no
0: shade no shade. If
2: I had to pick, it's not it's not a competition. <laughs> um, I was really early on Taylor Swift. Yep. Very early on Taylor.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, um unapologetically some great songs kind of find a mood or a vibe or a feeling and just lean into it and keep doubling down and keep doubling down and keep doubling down and i think for me i'm most satisfied when i feel like by the end of the song there has been almost like a screenplay mm-hmm. there's been you know a kind of a shift around um i always joke like a lot of times and i'll start with drafts a song every chorus will have different lyrics which is like not a great you know every once in a while while, like we'll get away with it and then it'll be like okay which is the best and then how do i kind of go back and set up these choruses so that they mean these different things even if they're the same kind of so maybe you try to recontextualize the last it's like oh is the last chorus doesn't need another guitar or does the does what it really needs is a bridge that allows you to kind of understand it in a different way to make it feel like newer and so I think all the, a lot of the people that I, I think John Mayer is really good at that
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and he was definitely someone that I really really I was just I just listened to Born and Raised front it's to just back like, so good yesterday and I was just like <laughs> yeah it's and, like walks the line between being inspiring and just devastating because of how oh, yeah. it is and you're like well why why, why even bother
0: yeah but, yeah exactly
2: um yeah, and then and then I think you know Harper. I don't want to speak for Harper too much, disclaimer. But he, you know, he was always he was always into into like way cooler stuff than me. We wow. joke at the beginning, like you know, like what? like, look, what? Look, look, uh, like Sparkle Horse, right?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I gotcha. um,
2: and and I think like but like totally genuinely like he just loved like in the way that like you know. America loves Born to Run. He just, like, loves it, that stuff. And I think, um, we, you know, in the beginning we joked that, like, I'll come with a sketch of a song that's, like, could be in a
0: musical. And I'm
2: like, okay, you have to make this cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, all right, you coolify it. Yeah, yeah, you
2: coolify this. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: It makes total sense, too, especially with, like, the songwriting and then the mix of your styles together. Uh, and for me, too, storytelling is so important in music. Um, and that may also makes sense because you went to school for film so that <laughs> you obviously, when you're writing music, you, you imagine it as a film, which I think is really cool.
2: Totally. I mean, I think one of the, one of the ways for me when, I, when we're thinking about how to put like, even what order to put songs out or if we're doing an EP like sequencing or just a, a set that they live in, I'm almost thinking, does this work as a season of television? there are themes maybe there are characters maybe this episode is more focused on this and this but if you kind of zoom out is there is there like a a cohesive picture emerging about this world that that this music kind of lives in yeah
1: that's know, amazing is it, is
2: it coherent is it defensible in that way like you know and and i think um, that's one of the ways that that's one of the things that kind of informs the way that we produce to that harper you know really approaches um, is, is what do the, you know, what do the drums feel like in
0: this world, kind of. Um, when did you and Harper decide to start writing music together?
2: We, so, like, we grew up, we were always in bands, kind of. Um, not together, because, like, again, the two years was, like, a big deal It's a, it's a big it thing. Just and completely, inter- like, it didn't even begin to occur to me. I don't know about him, but, like, it was just inter- it's like, obviously, it been, I would have been, like, probably cool. But it was just, like, didn't even yeah it didn't even occur to me as a possibility but we were we were always you know so we would we would like play together um and then um as we kind of got older and then he actually um started in new york and i went to california um for, for film school but we were it's like kept sending each other kind of song ideas back and forth and he got into really into the production side of things and ended up getting a space and then basically at at a certain point you know we had enough kind of songs and ideas and felt like it was the right time because he had had the space and had done a lot of work like figuring out you know trying to figure out his voice as like as a producer and that <clears throat> we kind of went just one they kind of I, I ended up moving back to new york from california I um because i decided ultimately it wasn't wasn't what i wanted and i wanted to, to pursue music and then when I got to New York, it it felt like kind of good timing, um, and so we just kind of were really really low pressure. Like there was no band, there was there was just a song, and then if the song we liked, we'd put it out. So I guess we'd have to pick a band name, and then you know, and then if we mm-hmm. decided to do more, we'd do more. It was like very, um, and then so the first one we started working on was was 3:30, which is the first song that that we put out, um, and it was funny because I think it was a song that. We liked, but um, it had kind of, it felt kind of malleable, I think, because it was just this kind of one riff repeated and it was kind of, it felt like kind of sturdy almost. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so I was kind of like, cool, like we can can just do whatever, like we can have kind of have fun with this and just do whatever. And I'm not feeling too kind of precious about the song and like maintaining it's, you know, whatever it is. And uh, um, so we just kind of went to work on it a few hours here and there when we could when we had time and then put it out and yeah i mean i was um and i I liked it i was like this is this is really good i'm really proud of this um it would be fun if some people heard it so a couple so for like an hour or two probably a night for about a month i just set aside just like looked at music blogs looked at the the people who would who i thought might like it the writers based on who they're writing about just emailed a bunch of people, and then got a um, you know got some positive feedback, some total people totally ignoring, yeah, and then some people who really didn't like it, just like you know, and Do um, people really but,
0: respond that they don't like it.
2: Well, it, you know, it's funny. We most most people were were cool, were pretty nice about mm-hmm. it. You know, some people were like, I really love this, great. I a lot of people got back to me and basically were like. Okay, so, kind of just between us, this is great. I love it. Can't post it because it's like not cool enough. No way. Really, basically, you know, that was basically the vibe. Like, too, it's just like too pop, or it's too whatever. It's like I can't, but I don't want you to be discouraged because it's, it's good. So like, keep doing it. And I was like, okay, sure, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> whatever. You know, fine, cool. I actually, it's funny. I got I got an email apologizing. Um, from a blog being like, yo, I don't know if you saw like our new music recap. And I was like, yeah, I did. Like, thanks so much for including us. He's like, I know, I'm really sorry. I just, because I, I, he compared the song to like Bieber. He's like, I'm so sorry. I just couldn't think of anything else. I was moving really fast. So I was like, dude, no, I was pumped. That's great. Like, it's fine. you know, the Skrillex <laughs> collabs had just come out. Yeah, I was exactly. like, I You're love like it. Yeah, this it's is great. So, it's great. This yeah. is great. Don't worry. But it was funny to encounter that kind of specific reaction a lot more more than just once or twice you know i had we had a lot of that but someone um it ended up i I, we still don't really know but our guess is that it ended up um you know on because one of the blog of the blogs that someone um could have passed it to somebody whoever at spotify for, and it got on fresh finds and then it kind of went viral yeah from there but it was really it was really like totally i mean i just believed in it and emailed some blogs and then i think we went from having four monthly listeners to a million in like two and a half weeks
0: or something wow because
2: of the way that goes you know it was like
0: <laughs> the algorithm um, and and yeah, the playlist yeah. is so important it
2: was, yeah it was it was kind of still totally just like you
0: know did you feel pressured after that to put out like heartbreaker yeah. or were you yeah. already like working on those songs well
2: so we were we were already working on other stuff but mostly you know before this happened because it was out for a couple months before anything really happened um and so we were just kind of like that was really fun like let's let's do some more um and then it definitely you know totally when it started when it started kind of doing well we were like okay so we really were trying to not let it kind of derail because we're like obviously whatever creative space like we were able to get ourselves into which was like a very non-pressured yeah totally loose like basically we cannot let this become the opposite it'd be super easy to have that partly because it's we have no idea if we can if we'll do good stuff in that situation yeah so we definitely took um took a you know i think a couple months of really Kind of trying different things, and then I think finally we were able to go back to under like a, a month and a half of overthinking, and then yeah. we were like, you know what, let's try like underthinking. What's the song? What's the next song that we like? Let's just do it the way it should be done. Let's not like try to figure out like, what about that work? Like, how can we do it again? You know, because of that, it's just yeah. suddenly, you know, that's that's not so. I think, um with heartbreaker and fading, it was also like, what are the, what are two, I think we kind of decided, okay, rather than, rather than try to just like do this song again, let's, you know, put out a, like an EP that will kind of <clears throat> help people help kind of triangulate our sound for people. Let's figure out what that is. So it's like, you hear, maybe you hear three thirty, and it could, you could be like, it could go in a lot of directions. Like, is the thing about this band the pop thing? Is it the Telecaster thing? Is it the song thing? And the other things are kind of this song and what's the heart of the band? And so I think for us, we kind of were like, you know, we really wanted the driving, main, cohesive part of the project to really be, I mean, it sounds kind of like a generic cliche, but like songs we believe in, stories kind of well told. And if that means like, they become pop sometimes, cool. If it means they're acoustic ballads, sometimes, great. Um, but rather than trying to figure out like what a sound what our sound was.
0: Yeah, it's know, probably so trusting kind
2: of trusting, yeah, that that would feel cohesive in, in the right way if we if we were really tried to stick to that.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's probably the easier way to write is just the most natural way, is just letting it happen. But it is interesting that your first song would have then suddenly an added pressure, which is a a, a good thing, but like a good yeah. thing that I got popular, Great. but probably a really hard writing space for you.
2: Yeah, I think it was really, it was like, I was really like, okay, let me, tr- the less, let me try to take away the lesson from this. Let me, let it be, let the lesson be. If we really kind of create a space that allows us to be creative and not feel pressured, then. Maybe we'll make something that some people will respond to, rather than okay, this is the thing that now we need to do forever, yeah. you know. Because I think <clears throat> there's definitely there's definitely that kind of temptation to suddenly grab onto anything that feels like kind of stable.
0: Yeah, well, it right. makes sense. Like, oh, people like this, so must recreate it in some way. Right. right. <clears throat> but you've done such a great job with all the rest of your singles that you've put out where you haven't really replicated that in a way. You, you, yeah. There are elements that are clearly your songwriting, um, and the production is great, uh, but it's not the exact same sound, so at least you have yeah. you've kind of shifted in different ways. Uh, I've cool. also heard you describe your style as 808s and Telecasters. Can you just explain yeah. what, what that means? Yeah
2: well, I think like it was that was like super early uh-huh. on um and and I was kind of people people kept asking or if I was even pitching to you know to blog or like to describe what we sounded like,
0: which is such and a tough <clears throat> tough question to answer really
2: it's it's really tough, and I think we s- I settled on that because I was like these are the two most at the time, although like these days less so I think um kind of incongruent pieces of this production, but they're both like absolutely fundamental to its sound. And I think it also felt like a kind of a good, a good shorthand for our our approach, which is like, you know, this isn't it's not like a genre band. It's not like, quite, it's just like whatever we feel like is called for, what's what we're going to use. You know, I think if I had to, if I, if I had to Describe our music. It would be kind of like kind of songs informed by more traditional, you know, storytelling, songwriting, and production informed by kind of more contemporary, you know, pop, adjacent um, ideas. And I think that those two kind of instruments—I'll call an its an instrument. I think it's—I think it earned, it's earned it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say are kind of good symbols, good, like, mental emojis for those two ideas, right? I think yeah. tele- like the Telecaster kind of and it ties to Nashville.
0: and. Yeah. You know. I feel like the – I
2: started with electro country, and I was, like, almost Ooh. as a joke because I'm, like, that's going to that's let me raise some eyebrows. Yes. You know, I, was <laughs> eyebrows. I was, like, that might get some people to listen just because they, it's, like, they might want to watch the car wreck. But <laughs> I was, like, at the end of the day, I don't think that's something that I want to, like, live with.
0: Electro-country. <laughs> well, it's, like, funny now, even. Like you said, like, now it maybe matters less. Because, like, you put that out in t- 2016. And mm-hmm. that was only four years ago. Um, right. But in, like, the music world, it's yeah, changed right. so much. There's kind of, yeah, like, right. it's, there's kind of like a genre-less music now. Right. Totally. So there's probably totally. less pressure uh for you to totally. explain your sound when i first for started sure. yep. when i first started interviewing i always asked like what's your sound like and then like very quickly realized that how do you describe something that you created right. that that right. if it's not like so like this right. is a rock song or like this totally. is a rap song that's like what totally. where is the in between so i think yeah. it's really cool uh, I do want to talk about your new single that you put out earlier yeah. this month. Know me. I love this song. It's beautiful. Um, can you tell me a little bit about it?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it's it's funny. It came pretty quickly, like um, right after we put out uh, last kind of last summer fall, Tank summer Nights and got your message. And I think both of those, you know, one of the things, after um the first ep um, and the first kind of series, the songs were so minimal. and I think we kind of had had fun with with ten k and got your message of kind of like zooming out a little bit and having like a bigger like uh, canvas in terms of it was the first time we'd ever used real drums. And it kind of felt like they were just kind of more layered, more dense kind of productions and this indie and kind of scope of the songs themselves were a little bit more um it was like widescreen you know kind of feeling yeah. and i think even in even like the approach to the kind of the melt like the melodies and like the- there there are certain i feel like for me there's certain kind of like melodic cadences that that go with more conflicted emotions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that both of those songs kind of are li- li- were living in these spaces that i feel like were like I say the compass, they were set to like Northwest a little bit or like mm-hmm. North. And I think with Nomi, it was all, it was kind of like, okay, like want to do something that's just like set to North, like emotionally, yep. melodically. I mean, this is all about my personal taste. Like I have no idea what other people register as like catchy <laughs> or as, you know what I mean? But for yeah. me, there are certain like um, harmonic, like rubs with, certain like that I just feel like are kind of inherently for me at least kind of catchier or like hookier or so you can use them to kind of wrangle bigger productions a little bit and carry things forward like a little bit more effectively for me at least and so I was like well if we're gonna do something really really simple then I'm gonna try to just kind of exist in a a simpler like subject melody kind of more just direct uh space And I think I also realized like I hadn't ever really none of the, you know, there's a lot of conflict. And I think like with, you know, with, with Nomi, it was almost like, so with a lot of the other ones, you know, from, from like dream to, to got your message or ever all that stuff is kind of always swirling around together simultaneously. And, and I think in, in the spirit too, of, of, of having something that was just some more direct I think with the lyrics, and with the melody and with the production were kind of like felt nice to be like okay let's just let's just say something kind of more I want to more more direct yeah and just kind of try without equivocating so much
0: yeah yeah yeah, so like metaphorical um it's way it's way more
2: angsty or or kind of um and and I felt like also just like at the time I think I needed to write and you know I think for for both of us it felt like a good time to to do that and I think you know it was interesting because we had been kind of when all this craziness started happening you know I think like a lot of people were being like wait so does this mean that we should kind of pump the brakes on things and figure out what what but and I think more and more we were kind of like with this song I was kind of like well I mean if, if now is not the time for me to want to say this thing, then like, I'd, you know, and it's not even like, uh, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, I put it out because it's like a message that the world needs to hear. It wasn't about that at all. It was like, for me, I'm like, you know, when I, when I, when I write stuff, it's a lot of times, it's like I'm writing it, you know, to, to myself yes, or like, therapeutic for, you know, exactly. And I'm kind of like, I, I, you know, I feel like um, it was, you know, if there's a, uh, a right fit for a kind of a time like this to put a song on, it seemed like this was the right time for that song, I think, for us, you know, too. You know, I think I'm always, I'm always like, it's funny, I'm always a little hesitant to comment directly on the subject matter.
0: Yeah, oh, of, yeah.
2: Of songs, too. Not not for any reason other than I just know as a listener, I really, like, love being oh, able yeah. to
0: creating your own have that song world. for
2: myself. And I think a lot of times... I also get it wrong when I try to tell, talk about what my, what a song I've written is about. And like two years later, I look back and I'm like, that's not what
0: that was You're like, now. what? No. I, I like, was like,
2: what, for whatever reason I wasn't, I wasn't, I had to write this song because I couldn't think about it clearly myself, but like, and now it's on the record, you know? Yeah.
0: I, yeah. I, um, oh, damn it. That's but, not really what it was about, but that's yeah, how I like, who knows? Like that's how I like reinterpreted it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think, um, Yeah. So you know, it just was like it was fun and nice to do, just like a kind of a big, like,
0: kind of simple-ish, you know, direct. Was, was it hard to put out song. a song that's so direct?
2: That's a good, that's like a that's a good question. You know, I think in in certain ways it is. It's always like both more difficult and much easier to just be straightforward
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i think you always are concerned it's going to be more difficult and it's always actually much easier yep you know or at least for yeah, me yeah, like yeah. in my life that that yeah. kind of been my experience <laughs> yeah. and so i think i kind of try to just like trust that you know that it, that, that it was cool to, to 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 do that and that that's kind of the whole point anyway you know So I'm kind of like, it's a good opportunity to be like, are you kidding yourself or not?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Right. You know, or something.
0: Yeah. I guess it's probably easier, like you said, in life to be more direct. And then also, I guess that, that even though it's like personal to you, at least when you're direct, you know that you said what you needed to say and you didn't have to like go around it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, you can feel like in life you can feel, like well i I won't speak for anyone but myself but like i can sometimes feel myself going out of my way to not be direct because Mm -hmm. i'm worried that i don't know about what will happen if i am direct um and that it's always the right decision yeah i feel like it's like it's like it's like it's like exercising you're never like oh man i wish i hadn't done
0: that yeah but you can yeah. think of a million
2: reasons why that might be the case before you do it at least yeah, for it's right? so
0: true so, so true. at a
2: certain point i'm just like i just have to trust that i'm always going to be glad that i did it that way
0: yeah you that's know? a good and idea
2: putting music and putting music out you know it's like a, it's like a good kind of a way to reminder reminder of
0: that you know. totally what is next for eighty ninety? are you guys working on a project an ep or anything yeah.
2: Yeah, so we actually, um, back in September, we started working on a, an EP with a, a really good friend of ours, this guy named Gian Stone. He actually was kind of the space that in, in Brooklyn that we work in now um, is um, in the, inside this bigger studio called DeGrasse Sound, which is like a great, um, it's like a really cool kind of boutique studio in Brooklyn, but it's got this like amazing. I'm brag about it because it's my friends. Oh, it's nice. like amazing like live room and it's just beautiful. And it was like built as a studio. And I feel like it's one of the last ones in Brooklyn that's really like um, like that. And then there's like a production suite and that's where we're working out of. And, and this guy, Jan, used to work there. And then Harper kind of started sharing it with him. And now Jan's out in um, Los Angeles now. Um, and he's been working with this guy, Jason Evigan, for a long time who's a producer, like, a really amazing producer out there. And Gian, Gian has has done writing and production on, you know, records for Maroon 5 and the Jones Brothers, and just... Wow. <clears throat> and so this is really incredible um, pop stuff, and he's so talented. And we went out there, because um, our, our manager is in L.A., and we stopped by to just hang with Gian. We ended up doing a song, and it was, like, so fun. We're like, we should like, we should do an EP, so we came back out, and we've been working on that, and actually... He just texted me while we we're on here, like, uh, "I think what's going to be a final mix of the of the last song." So it's it's nice. pretty much done. Um, it's pretty much finished, and so we're going to, you know, figuring out what to do. But that that's been an amazing experience because it's really the first time that um, it hasn't just been Harper and I doing everything. Um, yeah. And so bringing him, it was great because he's basically like a he's basically like a third brother, you know. So we started the collaboration like with total trust, and he totally understood. Um but he brings like these incredible, this incredible skill set, you know, and yeah. talent to the table that I think really allowed us to encourage us to expand the sound into something that um is just like really fun. and I'm really excited, I think, for you know, for people to hear because it still feels it still feels like us to me, but it definitely is a new a new phase. nice. And, and yeah. partly, I think that's why we felt like we wanted to put Nomi out too is it feels like um, kind of almost a nice punctuation on the series of songs that we put out since the first ep like the five or six tunes so yeah I, yeah in another world you know it would have probably been the second ep would have probably been these songs but partly because we had different distributors and stuff we, we
0: literally couldn't
2: figure out it we couldn't put them all together
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: um so but i think you know starting with with favorite song and, and going through no me feels kind of like a like a little punctuation on
0: that yeah that's yeah. exciting uh what are some yeah. of the themes that we can expect to find uh in your ep you
2: no know, it's really interesting one of the things that i realized that that was was pretty cool was that once we finished really finished the songs and sort of listening to them back um it it really ended up being almost kind of like a i'll talk about narrative but like a story like from, you can, there's really something that you can kind of track, and it's interesting because I think it was definitely not intentional, but we what was intentional I think was was wanting to have each each song really feel different in terms of the themes and in terms of like the the feeling you know of, of the recording. So I think I mean definitely familiar territory in certain ways. Yeah, like you know um, nostalgia and love and loss and yeah. you know kind of coming. I think. You know, coming to terms with the changing nature of the most important relationships, kind of in our lives. Yeah. You know, for for better, for worse, for are what they are. Yeah. You know, and then kind of what you know, like what what healing maybe looks like, and what you know what it's like to feel like that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah.
2: I think you know, kind of the same, but it's definitely a, a little bit. Um, I joke, I joke that it's like eighty ninety the movie yeah you know we've been well it's we like we've been the kind of it's like maybe we were a book and now it's a movie there you go <laughs> um but uh yeah no i mean it, it's really it, it's it's you know it's i'm excited for people i think people you know who anyone who's kind of liked what we've done so far i'm ex- i'm excited for them you know for them to hear it for sure
0: yeah well we can't wait to hear <sighs> i'm excited yeah. too um Uh, I'm going to end tonight with you just brought up a really funny point that it was like 8090 of the movie. If you could cast any actor to play you, uh, and maybe your brother too, why not? Okay. You're the casting director for 8090 of the movie. Who's going to play the book (laughs) for you? And they don't have to be like real life brothers, the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right,
2: (laughs) right, right, right. right. Um, So I feel like I'm going to put a caveat on this, which is I'm not Dane. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is who I think would be cast. I but would you're say you're the casting
0: director. Is, you can cast whoever you
2: want. This is the this <laughs> is the this is the like this is the version of someone's told it to me. I'd be like, oh, wow, all right, yeah, cool. I'm <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I feel I feel like, an based on an amalgamation of things that people have said and my own intuitive sense of the dynamic that would emerge. Um, what's his name from? Is his name Adam Brody?
0: totally!
2: And for me, yep. And Benedict Cumberbatch for Harper.
0: Wow, that's hilarious!
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think like, and I think that's something I can say that would become more understandable the more that you got to know.
0: That's so funny! Yeah, that's an awesome duo. I would love to see a movie with them. (laughs) I also love Adam Brody. He listens to great music, so. There you go. Right, exactly. Perfect. That's awesome. The perfect yeah. and perfect duo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Abner, thanks so much for joining me today. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah,
2: dude. Thanks so much for. Thanks so much for having us on.
0: Have a good rest yeah, of, of, of course. your
2: day. You too.
0: If you like what you heard today, follow the podcast Pop Rocks Interviews and check out the website poprocksbk.com. Also, listen to the radio show every Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time on RadioFreeBrooklyn and here is 8090's new single, Know Me.
1: When the summer goes, it reminds me of home. Does it remind you? I know the ones you lose, they cannot knock you loose. You don't let it define you. Break your heart and make it sing